Okay, it's, it's Monday the 25th of something or other. It's, probably... it's Burns Night. Oh, it's, of course it's Burns, Burns Night. Burns Night, aye. Aye, in January in, in 2016. Well, not, not him, he wasn't actually born in... Is, is it no, no that, was, that was a bit... Um, Waffly. Uh, that was a bit uh, Morningside. Was it, my dear? No, he wasn't born in Morningside, he was born in Ayr. Well, I had a great aunt, you're not talking to rubbish here, I had a great aunt who lived in Morningside. Really? I did, aye. But sadly, in uh, Falcon Abbey... Where sex is what the coalman brings the coal in. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, my goodness, we're starting this well. In Falcon or possibly Falcon Avenue, uh, which is... No. It's basically just a Glasgow tenement. Uh, no, because my dear stepmother, mm. who is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman... How dear is she? Very dear. Well, uh, mm, mm. well, out your league, John. I, I heard, yeah, well, yes. Out your league. Yeah. But uh, she, oddly enough, had a flat in what I would have called Falcon Avenue. But it isn't? But, oh, but that flat had, and this was, this was a bone of contention between her and the whole of our, well, my sisters and brother and myself, we always thought it was hilarious that... Her flat had what we would have called a balcony, but oh, she called it... A balcony? A balcony. I, I, apparently I call it a balcony as you well. You call apparently. it a balcony. I'm, I'm, I'm... Now, I, I, we all thought it was absolutely hilarious until I realised that I call, you know, a falcon a falcon, but well, a balcony, I call oh, it a balcony. Oh, so, well. I mean, I, it's, I suppose <laughs> it should either be a falcon and a balcony... Well, or a falcon and a balcony. But well, balcony just sounds ridiculous. Well, how dare you? Uh, well, British is balcon, isn't it? Uh, sorry, falcon, and American is falcon. But I believe in some parts... Really? Of, I think in some parts... Well, falcon crest was falcon crest in America. And fal- Very good point. Falcon crest here. But, um, uh, that, that wasn't... You know that falcon crest wasn't real, What? John. But in some parts of Like Scotland, Dallas. It wasn't real. Dallas. Really in, wasn't in, real. In some parts of Scotland, falcon is what they say, doesn't he? Funny thing, my, my, my father used to falconry. say... Falconry. You say falconry, not falconry. No, I say falconry. You say falconry. You're an odd one altogether, John, aren't you? <laughs> You're just very strange. But my father used to talk about the derby, and I wasn't quite sure why. Or oh, the derby. No, the derby. Yeah, the, the derby. He would say the derby. And was, um, I also... Um, I spent a lovely <laughs> it's evening... It's about comedy, this podcast. But a lovely evening with my sisters, and uh, we were talking... My ex-girlfriend used to make fun of me when I said, uh, you know, so-and-so was writing a novel. Yeah? A novel. Oh, well, it's just a minor variation, I mean. But it's, uh, she would go, oh, that's hilarious. It's, and she says, novel. And, said, and I, yeah, I would say, novel, hovel, shovel. Well, apparently when I say the word F-double-O-D, apparently I say FUD, apparently. FUD? Say it, say it. Food. No, you don't say, you say food. That's what I thought. Like a normal yes. human being. Who told yeah. you you said FUD? As in Elmer. <laughs> An ex-girlfriend. Oh, no, no, no. Never believe what ex-girlfriends say, John. This is before she was an ex. They exist. Oh, right. Yeah. No, I think, well, in that case, if she was already criticising your pronunciation, she was well on her way to being an ex. Yeah. Are you the dumb pair or the dumpy? Well, the point, though, is she, she was always cooking. No, no, I think the point is, were you the dumb pair or the dumpy? Uh, it was a mutual decision. Oh, that's bollocks. It's never a mutual decision. That's always a lie. That's a lie. Usually put lie. about by the dumpy. I'm a Presbyterian. That's. I, I never tell lies. <laughs> Hello. I take it therefore from that that you are either the dumpy 
or you're the dumb pair and you're very, very guilty about it because it was for a bad reason. I'm sorry, we're not going to talk about it anymore. We're going to talk about comedy now, John, because you have a list. You told me you have a list. And I am dumpy, it has to be said. You're the dumpy. No, no, what I said to you is that what's important in life is to, to have good intentions. My intention was to write a list of things that we should talk about. Uh, so my intention was there, and that's good. OK, my intention oh, good, was good. to be Joan Crawford, but... I think you've succeeded in that, haven't you? Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, so you bring, haven't made a list? Bring me the coat hanger. Yeah. Uh, I haven't made a list. You would think I don't have one in my drawers? <laughs> well, winter draws on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, you uh, haven't got a list. But we, we know the important thing is uh, the increasingly prestigious uh, Grouchy Club. Uh, and the next. Yes. Uh, no, no, the important thing is you haven't made a list, John. Because this, this podcast, one would hope that the increasing prestige of uh, the Grouchy Club yourself and the Malcolm Hardy Awards would have a drip-down effect, uh, so well-beloved of uh, this government, uh, that, the, you know, the, the, the trickle-down effect, you know, that, that prestige would be trickling down to this very podcast. Well, one would hope that after five minutes we'd actually have started the podcast. But no, 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 that's not our way, John. That's not our way. You're quite right. You're quite our right. intentions are yes. to start the podcast. Yes. But, and as you say, that's what's important. I've never known what way is anyway. Some sort of thing but, in, So in anyway, what tales. was I saying? You've I've got, forgotten what I'm saying now. I, I, was, I was trying yes, to this prod, prod, this the, podcast the prod, should also be increasingly prestigious and therefore worth your while making a list for. Indeed. But in fact... Uh, I've just ended a sentence with a proposition. Preposition. Pre I'm terribly sorry. Preposition. I'm not a well woman. Carrying um, you on. Know, yeah. uh, if uh, you had made a list, John, uh, 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 what do you think would have been on it? Uh, baby, baby spice to begin with. Baby spice. How I lovely. Know. Why? Uh, I adore baby spice. She's my, my generation. She's designed to be uh, attractive to the 1960s generation. Courage boots. Uh, She's like she was fringe. like a little Lolita figure. Actually, you're quite right there. Yes, I'd, I'd take it all oh, back. Oh dear, Humboldt. Humboldt. As in squid. No. Uh, squid? Humboldt squid. It's a kind of squid. Instead of, uh, Humbert, Current. Humbert, Humboldt. Humboldt. You see, we try comedy, John. This is why we don't do comedy. We try it and it just goes hideously wrong. It does. Uh, well, I was sneakily trying to get into the fact, via the grouch, increasingly prestigious Grouchy Club, yep. that in fact, uh, in the back of Mamma Biashara, where we are now, the Emporium in, uh, in Shepherd's Bush, but then, in fact... W12 we, Shopping Centre. As opposed to any other shopping centre, other shopping centres are available. But no, but they're, they're not. They shouldn't be. Yeah, but, this um, is the best one. But uh, as well as uh, doing the Grouchy Club podcast here. And as yes, well as when's doing, the next Grouchy Club podcast? Uh, next Friday. Next Friday? Well, so it's every Friday, the podcast. Oh, not the podcast. Sorry, sorry. What am I talking about? To, I'm talking to, about. Today's, in fact, the, Monday because you were ill I know, over I'm the sorry. weekend. I know, uh, it, it reminded me, as I was puking up blood into my toilet bowl, all I could think of was the Monty Python. Sketch, which was one of my favourite. You know, when I was at, when I was at school, one of the things you did was you memorised Monty Python sketches and you just did them in the playground. Number one, the Larch, and everyone fell about the place laughing, even though they'd no idea why it was funny. Well, which one? Didn't and my favourite one was um, "Hello, Mum. Hello, Dad. There's a dead bishop on the landing, Dad. What's his diocese? Well, looks a bit Barnes and Wellsish to me." And uh, the you had to be there, listeners. Absolutely, but there was a bit in it. Uh, and they were, uh, it's got a dead rat in it. <laughs> Is it dead? Well, it was coughing up blood last night. So you're coughing up blood over the weekend. Which I was puking blood, whereas, to be fair. Whereas normally you actually just spit blood during August at the Edinburgh Fringe in your increasingly prestigious Very reviews. occasionally, yes. But, but, but uh, we, anyway, so moving on. So, anyway, yeah, so what, we, what does that explain? Yes, yeah, so we're, we're doing the podcast on Monday and the next one is on Friday. What I meant to ask... Was the Groucher Club the, Live? When is the next Groucher Club 
live, John. And the answer is I don't know. It's a second... It's, it's every month, second uh, Tuesday in the oh, month. Oh, I know. It's the, 9th, I believe, of, yes, it's the say, 9th of February. I was going to say the 9th of February. But as well as... You see, no, this, you weren't. It's a very complicated link. As well as those things You've happening... You've just said you didn't know when I said it was the 9th of February. As well as those things happening in the increasingly prestigious Mamabia Shire Emporium in, in London West 12. Shopping centre. Uh, yeah. uh, also, uh, there are occasional uh, events. Uh, yes, we had the... the uh, and you were there. You can tell me what it was like. We had uh, a workshop uh, produced by the inestimable, I think, I, I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're going to contradict me there, are you? The inestimable Arlene Double-Barrelled and uh, before, uh, presented by, did I say produced by uh, the, the, the marvellous Arlene Double-Barrelled and kind of pr performed by Will Franken. Uh, formerly known as Will Franken. Yeah, who, yes. it, it just sounded, I was out here at the front doing my judgely thing for the amused moose uh, you weren't. Off. You were writing a porn film. Oh, that's right. Actually, sorry, yes, that was that. Yeah, I was writing a porn film. Sorry. Girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Um, Easily confused with the amused moose, though. Uh, Ash Hollywood is filthy. That was the working title I was given. It's only a, hey, work, a working title. That's a working title. Ash and Holly she's a working girl. Ash Hollywood uh -huh, being... Ah, see what I did there. Ash Hollywood Tell being me, a person, yes. how was the workshop for it, you? It was excellent. And that, that, that then gets... To, eventually, we've actually got to the point. Yeah, where there's is, another one. There are going to be two more. Yeah, there's going to be two more. One of which is... One of which is Will Franken, who I just talked to for a, a blog, if I ever actually managed to do it. Excellent. Uh, uh, and that's going to be about mimicry, because he's a very good mimic. He is a phenomenal mimic. Uh, and that's some date to be, um, to be known, but I'll probably put it on the on Grouchy, one, of, one of the things... Okay. was doing at, uh, towards the end of the last workshop was kind of helping people with voices. Yeah. You know, there was somebody was was being a woman, not, not in the way that Will was, but uh, just vocally. Yeah. And um, so Will was helping with that, with the breathiness. <coughs> and it, it sounded uh, in between doing my judgely thing for the Amused Moose Laugh-Offs and writing, writing my comedy, uh, writing my porn film. Um, it sounded great. So, so, we're now ten minutes into this podcast. We've actually got to the first point, which is, as well as the second... Not the first, we, I think we've made some very good points so far. As well as the second thing that he's Plus, doing... Plus, I've done a Monty... A half, well, a bit of a Monty Python sketch. I say yet again, dear listener, as well as the second uh, lecture that he's giving on, on mimicry, you're going to give a lecture I, Well, it's not March. going to be a lecture. It's going to be a kind of a, a uh, workshop A romp. It's going to be a thing. romp. It's going to be a romp. And what's it about? Uh, it's basically... I'm worrying... You don't know, do you? No, you, I do. I'm no worrying idea. that it's a little bit late that's all. It's about putting on an Edinburgh Fringe show for either for the first time or doing it again and hoping to do it, uh, I don't know, be better, more productively, how to get... Uh, if there, there is no, you know, magic bullet for getting um, uh, reviewers in or anything, and we're all cunts, so, uh, you know, don't, fon don't fondly imagine yourself that pressing 2,000 quid and folding <coughs> stuff into the hot hand of some PR is going to help your prospects much because it won't and it's that those kind of little nuggets but if, uh, of if, information if that same two thousand pounds in, in a brown envelope was pressed into your hand that might be better though oh i could well be dead but then john i'm coughing up blood um but uh, no it's really about there's one one brilliant i think example uh and i will be people who don't want to come along to the workshop i can get a little bit of a preview here Quite a few years ago, I was phoned up by someone who was coming to the Fringe for the very first time. A, I think a, he was going to... No, a performer. A performer. Uh, I think he was doing the Free Fringe. I'm not quite... No, he wasn't doing the Free Fringe. I think he was doing the 
Pleasance. Anyway, uh, and he had been put in touch with me by a mutual friend, and he said, look, I really need to know what should I do, how should I go about it. Um, So-and-so was offered uh, PR. This other person's offered PR. I just don't know what to do. And he told me what the show was about. And I said, well, do you think the show's great? He said, yep. And I said, have you had good response from audience? He said, fantastic response from audiences. And I said, I would urge you not to get PR. I said, I think it would be a complete waste of time. It's a lot of money uh, up front. Because if you have a show that, you know, and I know everyone thinks they've got a good show, but I, I think if people are brutally honest with themselves, people know whether it's a really great show or whether kind of it will do and they're hoping to make it a bit better once they get up there or whatever. He was absolutely, you could just hear the way he talked about it, 100% invested in this show and he'd had a terrific um, <coughs> response from audiences. And I said, I th- if I were you, what I would do would be to get yourself... It's because specifically because I felt this show you know was marketable without ever being marketed. As soon as people cottoned on, they'd want to see more. So I said, get yourself a few gigs, just in, you know, open spots, mm. anything. Get around there, get tout your ass. So he wasn't a, a around wild, the place. He wasn't wildly experienced. Yeah. No, no, I, t- I just said. Yeah. Listen to me when I'm talking, John. I said. First time at the Edinburgh Fringe. First time. He could have been all over London, though. No. Uh, and, and why would he be phoning me? He'd be sure very important. Hmm. Uh, anyway, so he, d- he did that, and I said, do you want to get... Uh, I said, I'll come along and review it. And I said, you just need like somebody to get the ball rolling and don't waste your money. Because it, it, it's just not something, I don't think, that a first-timer should be wasting money on. <coughs> so anyway, he did the show and uh, I thought it was bloody fabulous. I absolutely adored it, gave it a great review. I didn't know, it was the first time I'd seen him. I'd never met him. I thought it was wonderful. And that sh- uh, the person was Tom Binns oh. and the show was Ivan Brackenbury. Oh. He's bonkers. Um, and it just took off like a little rocket and has never stopped flying since. And I, I still, it's the advice I would give to anybody, if you if you you have to know why you're going to Edinburgh, and if you're going, for instance, fame and fortune, and you're one of these misbegotten twats that the the comedy industry is churning out <coughs> nowadays, who believes that you the world owes you an audience who lap up your every word and fall about thinking you're hilarious, then for a start, fuck off. You're not going to fit in anywhere. But if you have a show that comes from your heart and your guts and your bowels and um, your balls and any other places where jolly good shows are created... Oh, hey. and the brain. Anus? Mm, it's going in the wrong direction, John. Uh. Generally speaking, you're facing the audience. Yeah. So pl- good places for a show to come from are brain, mouth, obviously... Uh, your guts, your guts. Anus, the show would go in the wrong direction. If it comes from your anus, it would go backwards and the audience would miss it almost altogether. A lot of people do speak out of their arse, though. 
uh, uh, very, very many. But that's why you don't find many of them in a, a, a live performing capacity. Obviously, if you're recording it, then you can capture the sound coming out the anus uh, and you know, boost it up a bit. So if, if, if you're doing a recording, then uh, talking out your arse is, you know, it's, it's probably you're on a bit of a, a better bet, but then what people lose then is uh, the stench. But, but overall, you'd recommend art over fart, though? Uh, definitely, I would yes. recommend art uh, over fart, as I think... Apart from Mr Methane. Apart from Mr. Methane, who I think, as, as we both know, he very often twists and turns. He doesn't, generally speaking, use your standard stand-up stance in front of his audience, i.e. gob to the front, arse to the rear. He'll turn round to give his audience the benefit of his arse and what's coming out of it, or sideways on, and he'll use props like uh, clouds of talcum powder. Now, I don't know, maybe if some more comics who basically talk out their arse, took the trouble to pat their arse with some talcum powder before they go on, then the audience would know that something interesting was happening because there'd be little clouds of talcum powder coming out the back of the comic. And so tips like these are what you're going to give in your March uh, lecture? Yeah, not, there's, not, there's so much, lecture. not so much the talcum powder oh. thing, although um, if, if I could get uh, a, a comic who talks out of his or probably, her arse uh, along to demonstrate, then, then that, would be, that would be fine. Why probably her? Well, you know, you know me and the feminazis. <laughs> You're just checking, though. You're checking, aren't oh, well, I'm checking the dates. I mean, after all, apparently you're doing this, this uh, thing that isn't a lecture on uh, Sunday the 27th of March. Which that is, sounds good for me. Which is A, Easter Sunday. Is it? So most people will be in church. Oh, God. And be the previous night. It was uh, British summertime begins, so everyone's going to lose an hour in their sleep. Oh, that's a disaster. I'm going to have to talk. Arlene's done that because she's a Jew. I know. Oh, well, Jewess, to be fair. Uh, and I'm not. She's done that to stitch me up. Well, I told Arlene because it... <coughs> she, she can't be there because she's off killing our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's OK on a Sunday. <coughs> Wasn't that when they killed our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, Amen? Uh, that was Friday. Oh, was that Friday? That was Friday. Good, good. That's why oh, well, she'll still be, she'll be hunched somewhere, yeah. washing the blood off her hands. Well, I never know why Good Friday is called Which, Good Friday. Which, incidentally, you can never do once you've killed our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, Amen. Indeed. But the other thing about the fringe is that, of course, she's going up to the fringe. I said she should go along to one of the very well-organised uh, fringe office events about how to stage shows, uh, which are always on a Saturday. That's precluding Jews. Yes. yes, and it, it always, always on a Saturday afternoon, the very worst time for a Jewish show business person to go to where I had to put a show on at a fringe show. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, so, so wonderful, anyway, yeah, wonderful, wonderful crikey, well, that's maybe slightly bad. Of course... Other religions are available. Yeah, but, whoa, Easter Sunday, we'll all be eating chocolate. Plus, more importantly, as you say, we've all lost an hour. Mm. Mm. And I've lost my hair. Uh, oh, you, you were saying it might be a bit late for this, this talk. May is fine, because people write their scripts in oh, like, no, yes, July. Sorry, what was I saying? This is, um, yes, uh, March. Because one of the huge hoo-hahs, yeah. I, I will be using, just be aware, I'll be using technical terms like hoo-ha hoo uh, on the day, uh, whatever day that turns out to be, watch oh, this space. How long is this? Is it four hours? I have good do you think I could possibly, John, do you think I could possibly keep going, talking and talking for four hours? <laughs> All right, so it's eight hours, OK. Marvellous. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll stop when somebody just comes and 
slaps a hand across my face. But um, I shall post this somewhere on Brexit.co.uk. One of the challenges, I think, I mean, not that it's a real challenge for fuck's sake, but one of the things mm. that people gripe on about is having to put a title to <coughs> uh, and write 40 words about their uh, fringe offering in... So, you know, in, in er, early in the year, so that they get the early bird offer. What is the what is the cut off point for that? Well, have you got a title for your show, your um, presentation? My presentation in in Mama Bishara. No, no, I'm the foggiest. But um, but then you know, I'm not uh, whoring my my. Well, yes, I am. Yes, will you are. Every, every, my, yeah. every week, every week. Uh, but yes. um, one of the things is about that. <coughs> doing the, oh, got to write a title, got to write this, got to write that. I would stick down anything, because most people do. And the worst thing is if you stick down a title that really sounds like it's going to be something, and then you don't do that. It's far better to write down something uh, that, that's a kind of a malleable, and then write 40 words. This will be me chuntering on, no idea what about... Because at least then that you, you can do whatever you like. But if you do, it's a searing insight into the nether regions of whatever, and then it's not. Well, in, in my increasingly prestigious, soon to be prestigious, a hat of being a paid consultant on, on yep. comedy shows, uh, but I've talked to two people this week, both of whom had shows that took the out of control. They've no idea what's going on. They lost they lost contact with what their shows were about. Right. Uh, which I think is a common thing because there's too much thrown in there. Yes. And uh, what, what I said to them, uh, both, both of them, was, A, you've got to have a very good beginning, very good end. Yes. Uh, because the, the, the classic uh, plot line of a, a Hollywood film or a novel or anything is, uh, at the beginning you have so, uh, some uh, unresolved problem. At the end it's resolved and in the middle it's the, the, uh, the unravelling of, of the problem. Yeah, we're talking a comedy show here, John. But the same thing, though. You've got to have a, a good end. We're end-. not talking LA Confidential. No, you've got to have a good beginning, good ending. Uh, yeah, and and uh, and and uh, big uh, opening finale. Yeah, and big I was, finish. And I said, well, the way to concentrate your mind, because the trouble is with both of them is they're they're, they're going off at tangents. The way to concentrate your mind is to do the legendary elevator pitch. And so, in, in twelve words, to actually describe what the the concept of the show is, you're looking uh, very serious about no, this. I'm you disagree. That, that the, the problem is yeah. that uh, at least fifty percent of the people that end up up there could do all the good bits of their show in twelve words. <laughs> It's the, it's, the, it's the spreading and padding that out to 50 minutes that is the problem. No, but, but they, they, they tend to veer off into subjects rather than specific incidents. If they actually write the idea of the show in 12 words and every single part of the show has to relate to those 12 words, yep. then, then, then they've got to impose restrictions on themselves because the problem is not having any restrictions, you just go all over the place. So you've got yep. to have, you impose restrictions on yourself have, have 12 words and make sure everything relates to those 12 words and that's it. And so you should have a, a good beginning, a, a, a catchy beginning, a hook beginning. At the end, you have some sort of payoff that resolves the whole show. And in the middle of the, the 50, 52 minutes that you're writing, you have maybe five or six bullet points, each of which is relevant to the 12 words that you've, you've decided on. And then, you, with, with luck, you might actually keep to the bleeding subject. Yeah, now, because, you, because then you know what the subject is. The trouble is they don't know what the subject is. Okay, now, dear listener, listen to my voice. Listen to my voice. You are going to do everything I say. You will forget everything that John has just said. Because you will still want to pay him for telling you this. Instead of getting it all for free on the podcast, John... 
You've just given away your whole no, hoo-ha. No, that's, that's a minor point. I mean, the massive things I can, I can tell you about putting on a shoe. I mean, really? Right. Yes, yes. You have massive things. Well, I wouldn't put it that way, but no. I mean, history has told me that people tell me I don't have massive things. But you have what? Well, you have massive things. I, I knew Malcolm Hardy. You have massive. Well, and he had massive things. Yes. But you must have had fairly massive things, otherwise you wouldn't have been employed by London Weekend Television and All Points um, Entertaining. No, I had massive a massive ability to find bizarre acts. This is the, irrelevant to comedy mostly. But, uh... but I think as lot people, uh, what I will put into your twelve words is two of those 12 words must be be funny or get out of the fucking comedy section. Not necessarily. I, 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 I told one of these people that uh, if it's a choice between a laugh and keeping to the subject, you dump the laugh. Then get into the spoken word section. I know you're very keen on the spoken I'm word section. I'm very keen on the spoken word uh, section. Uh, and why would that be? Because surely... I think comedy and spoken word should be put together, although the comedy section is already stupidly massive. But surely, surely, uh, comedy is very often well, increasingly comedy. You're, you're burbling now, John. No, no, the comedy. Spit it out. Increase, Come on. Spit it out. Increasingly, it's com- those teeth they're getting in the way, aren't they? Increasingly, comedy shows aren't just gag, 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 gag. In Edinburgh, they're, they're a theme. Tragically, they, some comedy shows aren't gag at all. And they're all all those successful ones now are actually storytelling shows with with laughs. But the in order, to, I would say that you have a, a wonderful storytelling show. And, you know, the, the, the dividing line has to be comedy is... The, the preponderance of that comedy show has to be funny. You can buy yourself a little bit of time for narrative as long as you've got a fucking big laugh at the end. If you just want... If not just. If you want to tell stories, and I think that should be massive... I really think people should be encouraged to do that. Um, uh, then, and, and you don't want to give the audience their due, which is laughter, big laughter, if you are in the comedy section <coughs> of the programme and they have paid for a comedy show, then go into the spoken word section. Yeah, but uh, you'd be sorry you brought this up, because of course I'm now going to mention Janie Godley, who, who's absolutely brilliant, and who, in my, my, my cliche about Janie is that she's never told a funny story in her life. Mm-hmm. The subjects aren't funny. They're, they're murder, they're drugs, they're appalling yep. subjects. But she, but she tells stories funny, which is different. And so instead of telling... She tells stories funny. Well, no, she doesn't tell funny stories. I think you'll find that's funnily, John. Ah, well, if sorry, you're gonna, if sorry you're be pedantic. There, that's not pedantry, that's basic grammar. No, no, because you've got more impact if you're ungrammatical, I find. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Anyway. We, we have to talk about this afterwards. But, but, but I mean, but, but, Janie... But, but the fun about it, when she gets... She gets but people are rolling on the floor when she's telling them things that remotely Ruffle. are not funny. Yeah, I know, but that's... all. I, what I'm saying is, if... The impact of what you are saying has people rolling on the floor laughing. Then you're in the comedy section. If the impact of your words has to go, has uh, you know, makes people go, that's unbelievable. Tell me more. Tell me more. I am glued to my seat. I'm fascinated. This is wonderful. I could listen to you all night. Then you're in the spoken word section. And and if you could do both, you get an award. Hopefully. If, well. Well. Yes. Mm. I don't know, John. I don't know. I don't know. Cool. Um, but I, 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 I know that uh, generally there's an awful lot of people and not a lot of, a lot of the <coughs> eagles who go up to Edinburgh. Surely not. Uh, they want the, the um, supposed kudos of being in the comedy section. Um, well, it's not going to insist that you get read No, more, I'm, I'm, get I'm, read I'm, I'm doing a list here, John, which is more than you did, so I told although these, you told me. I told these people, don't do lists. Think of the rule of three, I said. Yeah, uh, uh, people want the... Uh, the 
supposed kudos of being in the comedy section, uh, then they're aware that statistics say that, uh, you know, something like something horrific, like 80% of people who read the festival programme do not look past the comedy section, that the comedy section is kind of the, the default go-to for most people uh, going to comedy, uh, going to the, the fringe or the, the, the fringe. Um, and the fact that because the brochure is laid out alphabetically, spoken word section is far to the back. And because it's a slightly smaller um, section at a, the moment, very small it's section. easy yeah. to forget. Yeah. Uh, where I given complete control, which, who's the woman who's in complete control now? I can't remember, some new can't woman. Remember, yeah. Some new woman. Yeah. Uh, this new woman now is completely control. But I would have comedy and spoken word. Yeah, well, interesting. I mean, cabaret and, and comedy are very close now because of the, the alphabetical thing. And, and a lot of the, the best com comedies I've seen in, in the last two or three years have been actually in the cabaret In the section. cabaret. All right, cabaret and spoken word. So you have comedy and then cabaret and spoken word ah, so then, that they're back to back. But then if you are doing Beowulf or something or some, some terrible spoken word thing with no laughs at all, it's not really related to comedy at all, is it? If, if, if you had, if you I didn't say I said comedy on a, in a yeah, section. Yeah. I've changed my mind now. Yeah, but, but you, but and then you, cabaret and spoken word. Yeah, but unless you do Beowulf in the nude... It's, it's still it's not spoken word. It is, yes. It's uh, still spoken word, and it's still performance. Amazing she was a lawyer. Amazing. You know, cabaret, no, there's nothing to say that cabaret has to be funny. No, no, there isn't. No, but in fact, it happens to be funny, yes. You know, Edith Piaf was cabaret. Yep. She's just about as drich as it gets. Oh, Scottish. Um, it's the, Burns Night. I'm allowed to be Scottish. Oh, of course, yes. Uh, the, the interwar years in Berlin, very cabaret. Absolutely. And not, 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 many not laugh. a laugh there. No, not many not a no, laugh no, there. No, no. Brecht and Vile, I, I just... Bleh. Brecht always sounds like he should be a Scottish person, really. Indeed. Brecht. Uh, it's a broad Brecht. Yes. Munlicht Nicht. Yes. Uh, but, so that's... that's and I, I think it is a shame that people kind of dive headlong into the quagmire of comedy... And uh, you notice the alliteration. Oh, excellent alliteration. Quagmire yes, of comedy, yes. or the quagmire that is the comedy section. And I think a lot of people, <clears throat> I mean, audience-wise, are left kind of disappointed by shows that aren't really anything. Well, there you are. That's probably the length of the, the podcast. Is it? Well, well, we, well we, 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 we can't finish on such a negative note. Oh, no, no. There is a tradition that we, we're starting now that you're going to sing. No, I'm not. No, there, no, People have had enough of me singing. No, 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 no because uh, the, the lovely uh, Sandra Smith, who's the I South Coast correspondent of my, my Christmas Passages blog, Smith. was posting you and uh, what's her name? Ah, uh, Martha McBriar. Singing a song, a Scottish the, song. Did you know? Now, I hope... I'm just wondering if uh, Matt Price down in Australia is Part listening to this, but apparently Martha. Martha has made it quite clear on Facebook that while Matt's away, she is fully intending to play with a spiralizer. Surely not. Is that yeah. legal? Uh, Ma Martha's having a go. What is spiralizer? Well I'm sorry, John, but if you don't know that, then I'll just leave you to conjecture. But I, I think that's a... A lovely image to leave people with uh, on this Burns Night 2016. Do we have a song about it? The no, we don't. We don't. Martha McBriar playing with a spiralizer. No, we're not going to end there. because While her lovely partner, Cornishman Matt Price, is away do under.
And he's very big down under it now, I think, isn't he? Ah. Uh, as, as well as the aforementioned uh, duet with, with Martha, yes. uh, you have actually... There's been a, a video going round of you in 1992 on the James Whale show Absolutely. singing in latex. And, and Arthur Smith. I'd completely forgotten Arthur was there. Poor Arthur. I know. Well, I mean, I remember... If, if I he'd remember been dressed in latex. I remember the evening. Oh, do you? I, oh, I, oh, I remember it, yes. well, What song were you singing again? Ha, 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 ha. It was... They were... The, sh the whole show apparently was about sex, I think. It's about so sex lines, wasn't sex it? Sex lines, that's right. Telephone and sex lines. So we we did. I did um, like once a month, or yeah, about once a month. I popped up. Women are like doing, that, aren't they? Uh, doing a song about whatever the show was about. Oh, so there are other things lurking oh, on YouTube, God, possibly. Yes. Oh yes. Such as? Oh, there was a. Uh, I was his weather girl. Oh, uh, was our... there a song involved in that? <laughs> you know. Do you know, I can't remember. Yes, I can. think, I think the song might have been, it might have been done by somebody like Peter Straker singing Stormy Weather. Surely I, cold fronts must have come into and, this. Uh, oh, absolutely. And I did one about uh, ma masturbation. Oh, how did that go? No, well, you see, you'd have to look it up, wouldn't you? Uh, and, no, uh, no you, you have to help me. You're trying to me. force me into a song here. I am. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to work, because I can see you yeah. weakening here. You know, if, you, if you don't watch out, I'll sing There's No Business Like Show Business again, How and people will really turn off. How does that go? <laughs> we think she does titter too much. How does it go? I can't. I'm not going If I get a firework and stick it up my bum, will you do it? Absolutely. Hold on a second. <laughs> Here we are. No, no, I'm not going to sing, John. I'm here, I'm bending over, I'm ready. No, you're not. I say I am. No, you're not. It's just radio, it's just podcasting time. <laughs> what other songs? I'm not going to... What was the I first song you, you ever sang on stage? The first song I ever sang on stage? Annie, get your gun. Uh, right. uh, oddly enough, well, the first, no, the first song I ever sang on stage uh, would have been a Burns song because I, I was in right. all kinds of singing competitions. So how does that go, then? <laughs> I'm not going... To sing, I'm going to press the button on this. Is there a tune that goes that I'm not going to sing? No. I'm not going to sing. Da -da 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 go, go for it. You see, that's, you are now our musical interlude with which to finish the, the um, podcast. Go on, do Lady of Spain, I adore you. I'll, I'll accompany you on my teeth. Okay. Lady of Spain, I adore you. That's all I know. Right from the time I first saw you. Well, there we go. I was born to be a set of castanets. Cast your net for wide enough. Go on, it's still on. Oh, it's still on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, I, I was trying... You see, you said I was born to be a pair of castanets, and I thought, what a marvellous ending. So I was being quite professional and quiet there, but now we've ruined it all. That'll be a first. <laughs>